Hello and welcome to BizPod. On this week's episode, we'll be chatting about talking to the client, how to have a good client experience, and fostering that relationship. Hello there, I'm Louise Duncan and today I'm joined by Anton Winters and yeah, as the intro alludes, we will be chatting about the client, uh, talking to the client in particular, and it's it's been a skill mm. that I think is so underappreciated in the, the creative industries is that client skill. Yeah, I think any any opportunity for, for sort of just networking and human interaction generally at least with the sort of the artists can be something that you're maybe not taught to do properly or you might undervalue yourself so we want to sort of reiterate how important it is to be able to have a good client relationship um, and also just a little bit of sort of meeting etiquette yeah and uh, you know yeah we'll be coming from this from a, a creative industry standpoint this goes for anything, you know, if you you work in uh, IT, you know, being able to kind of communicate with, let's say, the person commissioning an app, self super valuable, or uh, basically any kind of services roles, I, I think this would be most uh, applicable towards. Mm, and there's so many different places, I think, just where, um, we're not, because we're not talking about networking, but I think that just being able to build a good relationship with someone quickly mm-hmm. mm, maybe not quickly but i think being able to to convey what you mean with with no misunderstandings to uh be able to be professional and and nice and all that and so that they want to work with you again in the future these are all really important especially for that first initial meeting and then carrying on to any other meetings you have with the client yeah and it's it's kind of an amazing thing where much uh, once you've kept gotten yourself just in that rhythm of just being able to be social and friendly uh, with clients or possible clients, um, you speak to people who are maybe want to do a similar thing and haven't really got their feet wet, and it's just like, yeah, you just chat to them. It's fine. See what see how they're doing. What what sort of stuff you could do. Um, you know, see if there's anything you can help with. And it's a lot less mm. daunting than I think a lot of people think when you know uh, we hear the networking and all that jazz getting thrown around. Yeah, well, we've been having to do a lot more um, sort of networking via Zoom and Discord and stuff. Um, And that, again, has been like, you know, we've got all those skills, but it's about applying it into a new context. And how does it work? And how are we supposed to do it? What's the new etiquette? Um, So you could even still be really good at talking to people in person. But if you can't do a client call over Zoom, which is now becoming sort of the new standards... um, you again are sort of falling behind the time. So yeah, do we want to talk about the sort of from the start, how we, how you kind of introduce yourself and stuff? Yeah, so, you know, I think at the beginning, it's very important to just honestly just be a a normal, uh, just try and be as normal as possible. And, you know, I think especially, you know, looking at this as, you know, there's there's everything to gain. There's not much to lose quite often. Um, despite possibly maybe stuff to lose, but in most cases, you know, you're you're still walking away with your legs intact. So just yeah. not needing to stress about it. And and knowing that you know, feeling nervous and and self conscious, I think in particular is very much the normal human experience. Um, that at the start, everyone felt nervous and self conscious and whatever. You know, nobody's going to go away from a Zoom call being like, oh God, who were they? 
at the end of the day, your aim is so that they go, oh, that was actually quite nice. Um, I know David Tennant has sort of three rules for acting, which, though again, is a different kind of thing. There is still about meeting with potential employers and trying to get them on your side. And it's like, be on time, be friendly and and ask how you can help. Yeah. And And yeah, people want to keep working with him because those sort of core values really translate not necessarily into his acting work as that profession, but translate as to really great to work with. Yeah, and, you know, I think just being able to have that little bit of confidence to yourself is just so... You don't have to, like, walk in and be like, I have made four billion in the last quarter. I can do everything for you. It's just being in there and just having that kind of identity where, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I can do these things. Can I help? Can we do this? Can we do that? Um, Because... At the end of the day, people want that little bit of experience and that is so symbolic with the idea of just being comp... You're giving me a puzzled look. Sorry, symbotic? <laughs> symbotic? Symbiosis? Something in there. Never mind. <laughs> it is so... Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? It, it parallels being confident. Uh, and, you. you know, you. that that's what really people are looking for. Yeah, there's there's there is an interesting thing there which I think um sort of draws a fine line between being professional and and being a friendly. I think that that can be a difficult one at first of how do you do it that I would always judge from the client. So I would go into the meeting, you know, to act as professional and, and sort of straight up. Um, as possible but actually if they mention something you know or to, or there's a nice painting behind them in the meeting or you know the walk to the meeting room was whatever I think I would also mention that I think bringing in life and sort of showing that you're a person is really important but if they're like okay right down to business this is what we need it's like okay you've got to bring your a-game you've got to focus on that um I had a, a networking meeting last week with a guy uh, and he had a sort of a puppy on his lap the whole time and it was kind of like okay let's not ignore you know the puppy in the room um you know where'd you get your dog and oh it's so sweet and and you know how have you found it and and all that kind of stuff and I think that made not just for a really good networking experience but also for like just a really nice chat I think we both just wanted to chat so so that was also good but then also there's possible future work in there which is of course always really good um but but I went into it with it okay I can be professional and I'll be nice and friendly let's see what happens yeah and I think if you you know if the experience of working with you um not just that the products you're putting out there is a pleasure there'll be more you know whoever you're working with will be more inclined to uh kind of invest in that area more in future let's say you you do voiceover and then you're you've been working with one particular studio you know if you're just friendly you know whenever they've got a new voice acting gig they're not going to be looking around they'll be going directly to you to get that like you know to just catch up see how you're doing support somebody who's basically a friend at that point i know we've had cases where where it helps that there's two of us so we can often go into meetings 
having already sort of set ourselves up in a good mood. I think mood is really important. So that we've had times where we've had to have big meetings with sort of a team of nearly seven people. Mm. And it was like, oh God. But, you know, finding out who was nice and friendly in that team. Okay. And then working with them. Who is giving the effort? Who can I sort of replicate that effort back to? If it is sort of a team situation, that's all really important. Um, you know, oh, we need we need somebody for this. And it's, oh, what do you remember? She, she was really nice, actually. Let's have her in. Um, because I think most of the time, people want to work with people who they, who they like and who seem interesting um, and who are invested and being sort of generally friendly and nice whilst also staying professional. It's not about, like, showing them your meme collection um, can actually really get you gigs. Yeah, and, you know, you, you never know, like... you. Uh- quite often you might work with a client and be like uh this this will be like uh you know possibly just a a one-time gig but you know if you know the managing director there goes over to the next place uh that it can all come around full circle and you never know what could come your way um and yeah I, i think just being able to to be honest for yourself enjoy it be comfortable i know especially now that we're moving to zoom um, at first, mm-hmm. for some people, especially if there are you know, people who are maybe in interesting circumstances uh, or very high up and it's like, oh, I've got to meet them with whoever, it can feel a little bit like you're kind of just coming into their living room and it's like, oh, this is stressful. But um, once you get used to it, it's like, oh, now I can have meetings with everyone because it's so much easier. <laughs> yeah, everyone, you know, everyone has half an hour for a chat. Um and and so it might actually be a, oh, well, I do know this person that knows that person and, oh, can they arrange us a meeting? And it would be just really great to talk to them. Um, and then, yeah, you know, friendly, confident, you know, you know what you are good at, you know that you can deliver. And so why would, why would anyone question that? And then, yeah, you go into it and you do your job and you nice and friendly and then thank you very much and even if you don't get a job out of it still you know thank you very much that was great work and you can head on your way because you know even though you might not be getting a job directly from them they might be able to recommend you on or they might again oh we need somebody to do that oh didn't i chat with a with a nice guy you know mm-hmm. nice guy with long hair um <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah you know and i think that leads into perfectly if you get into the swing of it it can just be nice to have catch-ups here and there you know, it doesn't always have to be work. And as you say, it can come around full circle. But there there are little things that, you know, can help you along um, as, you, as you work on these projects. Uh, and I think one of the big ones always is, you know, being able to simplify things down uh, and make it a little bit easier, put into layman terms. Uh, you know, most clients probably, let's say in our case, uh, don't really care what codec we're, we're putting the videos in or resolution or whatever. <laughs> Well, I think partly as well, we are in a, I mean, with, with anything that if somebody's looking to hire you, it's because they don't have that skill or they don't, they don't know that whatever. So they need you as an expert to come in. So it's like, okay, you are the expert in that field or, you know, you're the expert in that situation, but you've also got to make them understand because I think, you know, speaking clearly is so important, whether that is just, you know, we can make this within three months or within a week or so. Um, you know, setting setting those kind of expectations are really important to do because if things aren't made clear, 
and the client is afterwards having to go oh what did they say or they're having to email you a couple times about something you've maybe said that they didn't quite get that can be a real problem um I mean communication we've done a whole episode Mm -hmm. on it the importance of it but yeah I mean it could be any example of of you've not got something clear or you know yeah as you said video resolution or like where do I upload the video and then if you're like oh well you know you can do it on these platforms that's that you've sort of not you know if it's like oh well we can make you this and it can go for here or it can do that I think taking that extra time to clarify your speech and make it a bit more understandable is also I mean it's a difficult skill but it's also really important in these situations yeah and I think one of the the biggest mistakes I see coming up is um you know obviously your client if they've like agreed to do a a project with you they they want to work with you but I think that sometimes you need to be ensure that there's a degree of hand-holding through that process where you know making sure it's like all right we're, we're going ahead with this so you know what we'll do is we'll go and do this step this step this step if you can get back to us at this stage with that we'll do this stage this stage and then at the end you'll have this um, walking them through so you know it isn't like you just walk away from the meeting and go off to work on it and like they're just like is this happening what's happening <laughs> having that kind yeah. of roadmap in place is really handy well something that we have along the creative process is we've got a couple different steps because there's a lot of stages with video making in that you know we can have a script done and then we can have the storyboard and then we can have pre-production and then we can have production itself and then there's post-production which has multiple drafts so it's something that we discuss with the client at that start is how much involvement do you want in those stages and if they're like what stages or what would that actually mean um that's also then something we've got to clarify about being sure because they might actually feel particularly strongly about the initial idea itself so something like a storyboard or whatever but then once then they're happy and we can just make it and then they're like yeah that's great or it they're not necessarily exactly sure how they want it to look. And so, well, we could be, well, we could make you this. And then we go away and do that and we come back. And then they're like, ah, actually the edit, that's when I would want more involvement. That's when I want more whatever. But if they've never been involved in the filmmaking process, then you don't know that actually you might want more about the idea or the edit or the whatever. So part again of our like, okay, we're working together is this is what we do. This is how we do it. These are the steps. Um, and it's nice that we're at a point where we've we're working with recurring clients currently, so we're not having to do that mm. at the moment. But I think that's really important to remember for anyone that you're working with that they might want that um, clear explanation of what you're doing and also their involvement in it. I think I think when people are paying for stuff, there's so much like I want to know. But it's not about them being nosy. It's about them being interested and invested. And so you want to encourage that. You don't want them to feel like they're intruding on your work, but you want them to feel involved. Yeah, and I think if you're able to have transparency as much as possible in any part of the process, you know, um, let, let's say uh, Kelf, you're, you've been asked to uh, make an app and, you know, you've had like a meeting in February, uh, went over the brief, it's maybe a simple project. And they're like, yeah, we need it by uh, the kind of end of June. You know, along the way, just being like every couple of weeks or however long, just being like, yeah, you know, we've just wrapped up this. We're moving on to this. Just keep the, them posted so, it's, you know, you don't have a, a fear in the back of their head thinking like, 
oh, is this actually happening? Hopefully it's not behind schedule or stuff like that. Being able to give little wee uh, flags as to, you know, things are going well, don't worry. Or vice versa, if things are, let's say, uh, in a field like us where you need that client engagement, let's say you're a decorator being like, hey, yeah, we've, uh, we've got the, the furniture picked out, half of it's here, hoping to get in and we can uh, gut out this uh, conservatory on the 27th, etc. Setting those mm. little wee reminders of how things are going can cause a lot of less headache and it can also prevent some frantic emails at like uh, let's say like 6 p.m at night where they're just like i I need this tomorrow what's happening i need to know (laughs) yeah and i think that's something that we touched upon earlier which i think we should emphasize again is about part of your agreement with the client at the start is about achievable goals so i think again because we're in a creative sector it can be it's so subjective and it can be a little bit different but when you're going into this meeting you are agreeing on what you can do and so speaking clearly on what you're agreeing is really important but i think setting really achievable goals is important it's not you know you've got to sell yourself to get the job and so okay great you've done that now it's what is achievable what can you actually do so if you're making your app and it's february and they're like we want it for march it's like well okay you know if that's something you can do brilliant This is how we can do it. This is when you'll know this. If actually making this app is going to take you three months, you've got to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Either, you know, I will need these conditions to be able to meet this by March or, okay, it's actually going to be like July. What does that mean? You know, what, what, what is that time? What does that look like? You know, or, okay, well, we can do it in half your time if I can hire some help. And so I know a couple people, but then that'll cost a bit more. Okay, let me think about that. Mm -hmm. Um... Often the clients, if you're already at the stage of agreeing to make a thing with them or or to work with them, they're not going to then want to go out and find other people themselves. So always having that solution of if their goals are slightly unachievable by yourself, having people that you can bring on to help work with you. You know, knowing other people in your sector or knowing, oh, well, actually, friend Davey can help me film on Thursday and then we can get it done within the week. Or, you know, actually, I do know an animator, so I'll hire them, I'll I'll subcontract them, and they can do that work whilst I actually go and do this. Um, It's just so important. Yeah, and I I think a great way of setting those achievable goals and the expectations is to literally just try and, like, especially if you're maybe going via word or mouth or, um, you know, LinkedIn or however you got discovered, if you're able to just share some of your portfolio uh, or other projects you've worked in, if you've maybe a baker, you know, you, you don't want them, you know, show it's like, yep, this is a, a two-tier cake, very simple, we do it in like a couple of days, we're, we're not doing like a 50-story building. You know, having that expectation, showing what you've done, um, can be quite handy as well as that, it can kind of, you can show um, a client some of the work you've done, and you know, they might find things that are like, actually, that's what i was looking for actually if we could do that i hadn't considered that that was something we could do you can get some uh, a far more streamlined project where they know exactly not exactly but somewhat in line of what they could be getting hmm. and, and it's probably the case that they have come to you because they know what you do that's arguably what you're wanting is that you've cornered that market niche and okay they've come to you because you do this um, but that isn't always the case. 
you know, I know we've had some jobs that people have, other people have been set to do it. They haven't. They've been like, oh, do you guys want to do it? And we've been like, yeah, of course. Of course we'll do it. And then it's that, okay, reestablishing. This is what we can do. This is the time frames. You know, this is the prices. If you're wanting something else, we can negotiate that. But you've got to set that up as, okay, we can negotiate that rather than just, nope, we can't do it. Um, saying no isn't great but I think if it actually is something that is ridiculous you also have to tell that to the client we you know we've had times where just they've had a really set idea about a thing that they want but it's just either not how you know the platform that they want to put it on works or it's just really tacky or you know whatever and then that's about being like right well that that doesn't work from our experience of what we know um, you show them the data. Mm. Uh, I still remember that from an interview we did, which is coming out later. Um, you know, you you are the expert. You know what you're doing. You have experience, and therefore you know what works and what doesn't. And so it's about reinforcing your ideas with that that data of being like, well, we know this doesn't work, but you really like it. So let's look at what we can do to integrate it. Or okay you want seven videos within seven days. You know, there's no way we can make seven videos in seven days. Even if we hire all mm. these people, we can't. But we could maybe make you seven videos in 14 days. Okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? Or we make you, you know, three videos in seven days. Okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, and I think, Kelv, it's a weird double-edged sword. And I think the the creative industries really struggle with it. And I know... Mm. Um, you know, one person who has went off to do uh, lecturing in uh, this industry and literally they just had one job where somebody wanted like a 50-minute talking head thing and it broke them and they decided never to make videos again. And it is that thing of just being like, the client will just want something that you don't want to do sometimes. Um, And, Mm. you know, obviously if it's not against your ethics and what you do, as long as they're happy with it, that that is a very important thing. Um, Sometimes... There are some projects that aren't aren't for art and, you know, might just be a, a little bit more, um, eh, let's say corporate is maybe the word to go for. <laughs> or or you've got a bad client. I think that's, that's important to acknowledge. I know we talked a little bit about it in the last Q&A uh, about clients with red flags or red flags for, for seeing in clients. Um, but yeah, sometimes they're going to be really difficult to work with um and sometimes they're fine and sometimes it's just like oh my gosh why did you not read the last two emails I sent you you know or whatever and it's at that point it's with your discretion whether you say okay we just can't do this or I just can't work with you um or if it's okay you just bear through it it's only a month's worth of work you know I don't have to talk with them every day I can get it done you've got to make that call I don't think anyone else externally can tell you whether you have to put up with horrible people Um, and sometimes they're not horrible sometimes they maybe just don't understand and actually in sitting down and explaining it with them they might be able to get it a lot better and help you or they just might not and then you've just got to not work with them again yeah that's that's your call and I find in that case uh, yeah it not being the most fun thing if you're able to have some form of uh, contract in place with your your clients before you commence with the work you know ideally you you would never need uh, such things but it is a little bit nice in the way of setting 
you know some groundwork of how things work um how the industry works how your your field works and as well as that kind of defining your worth a little uh, i think especially if you're mm-hmm. a new company starting out that's something some companies might take advantage of uh, or clients and such i know we've got a couple sort of project and and type job specific stuff that we put in our contract purely so that we are not one you know wasting lots of time b having to re-explain things or c having to retell you sort of dates and expectations or having to resend over information that you've already got that's why we find it really important of you do this contract you set it up i mean it, it is it is standard practice for larger things but i think if you're listening to this and you are starting out even if it's little jobs having a contract is just really important to safeguard the both of you realistically or or you know if if you you know it's stuff like property damage and your or project work damage or you know how long before you really start demanding the money for the client you know what is an acceptable amount of time to wait for fees to be processed or how many edits can you have all of this stuff is really important to agree at the start so that there's no renegotiating later so that you can get up and and do the job and then they can pay you you're done you move on yeah and that'll that'll be things you'll you'll pick up over time where you'll you'll have one hiccup in one area and then you're like okay you know we we should uh prevent that from happening um but overall hopefully um if things are going well that should be a minority of times but can occur uh, and i think just remaining level-headed and friendly you know i haven't heard of people getting into yelling matches with their clients but uh, I don't imagine that's a price. <laughs> well, I think part of it is that they're paying you to do a job. So there's a little bit of like sucking up inverted commas that, that needs to be done. But also, yeah, I think part of setting up those expectations at the start means you don't have to have those yelling matches at the end. I know we've had some slight difficulty around um, actually getting paid. So that's something that's very, very clear in our contract. Uh, you know, because there's sort of been those issues. Ideally, every time you have a bad client, it means you tweak up your contract a bit more. You know, and if people are being very specific of, oh, well, I want this and I want this in the contract, that's something that you can keep your keep your eye on, keep a mind on. Okay, why would they want that particularly? Is it to help them? Is it to do this? You know, what's it for? And be aware of what you're agreeing to. Yeah, and I think in that vein of, you know, if you see clients request a couple of things, uh, in terms of the contract that leans into just generally with the, the projects entirely is having a good understanding of the client's needs you know they might come to you asking for a particular product or, or service but why are they wanting that um mm. you know sometimes they might just be like I, again wait uh, going back to video but I, I need a video and it's like okay what 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 do you need this for and it's like what? Why? yeah like i think some people can somewhat fall in the trap of thinking it's you know uh you know it's media marketing you have a couple photos a couple videos then you're off to the races but uh being able to kind of understand the values they're trying to get across can make things so much easier and as well as that in learning those values you're taking interest in their company and their brand and their their products which can just make you seem so much friendlier to them yeah i mean so much of the time it, it can just be unclear, you know, or, or the person that you're talking with is sort of the third, the third one down the line. And so they might be a little bit unclear. So asking them to get as much information for you as possible is really important of, of whether that is how the product is being delivered or where the product is being delivered to 
all of that can in the end change the actual product you're making a little bit. I think for us, because it is creative and also moving onto platforms which are constantly shifting, it's got to be a little bit more tailored. But if it is the case that you're trying to find clients and okay, they're wanting this, but they don't really know why or what they want, that might be an issue for later. But yeah, I, I think we, we've gave a, a good summary. If you don't mind me asking, Louise, how have you, you found your, your experience with clients um, changing over time? What, what's kind of the lessons you've learned and how you've improved? I think definitely at the start, I didn't fully trust in my abilities. Uh, you know, as I mean, as a woman in business, I think, uh, you know, I have been in, in very intimidating environments. And especially that we started doing this when we seemed quite young in an experience. There were times where I would be sat there going, mm, yes, but inside I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, crap. And and that comes across. So a main thing that I have sort of embraced is, well, actually, I do know what I'm doing and I can stay chill. And this is only like, what, 45 minutes max of a meeting. Okay, deep breaths. Let's just do it. Um, But I also, I really love talking and interacting with people. So there is also, you know, uh, I can look forward to it because I think, oh, well, I do actually like people and I love the work that I do. And okay, this is, you know, this meeting's only like an hour, half an hour, maybe. What do I need to get across? What can I do? So I think embracing my own flaws of being like, right, well, I'm quite a chatty person. So let's, let's work with that. How can I be friendly? How can I be nice? How can I make make it more casual and chatty? That's important for me. Because I think if it's all business, nobody is enjoying it. Yeah, and I, I think um, one, one of the things that has really helped myself over time is learning that, you know, especially when you're starting out, uh, if you're, let's say, a uni student just doing a couple of freelance jobs to kind of get your, your feet wet, is... You know, yet being at the beginning of your career and somewhat new to quite often in your field, with you being specialized in your field, you're still an expert to a lot of the people you're working with. And that's not mm. something to be undermined. Um, you know, if, you know, they want that 10 minute talking head video, you you know, as someone who's watched at least one advert, that that's a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, I think what's also to remember as well is you have probably been um, a, a client to something. You know, I think so much of what we experience in life is all these different areas of people trying to sell us stuff. Um, capitalism. Um, but that's also, that's part of it is that you've seen adverts and you've seen, you know, businessmen talk and we've seen TV shows where people negotiate. And part of it is like, right, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, not like study TV shows, but as in I'm going to look at people talking and talking to other people and learn a bit more. I think if you are quite introverted or anxious, um, that can be a lot harder to do uh, in a way that I know as, as, a, as a very extroverted, friendly person, talking to people is easy. But I understand that it's not. Um, and also know that everyone does struggle a bit. So you're not a, you're not alone there. Um, but but yes, it might have to be something that you invest more time into doing and sort of working on. It's not something that has to be fixed, but it's something that that has to be worked on. But knowing that your efforts can only pay off. Yeah, 
And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, quite often, you know, they, they've taken up the initiative to speak to you for a reason. Whether that's, you know, they've heard great things about you, they've saw a, a fantastic website, or you just gave them a, a good email. There, there is something there where, you know, an intrigue has been made. Um, and, you know, you're, you're, if you've had a conversation put down on paper, you're probably on some good standing already. So don't stress out too much about it because, you know, things are hopefully moving in the, the right direction already. And I think something that I think is important to remember as well, if you're just doing an initial catch up, it doesn't always have to be about work. Sometimes you can just have a meeting and grab coffee and that's that. But then maybe a year later, they'll have something or they know somebody who wants it. Um, I think staying sort of friendly, open and available is really important so that people, you know, you want to be the first person that comes to mind when people are looking for something that's in your, your field of expertise. And having those general skills to kind of communicate and help will, will just take you so much further. Yeah, and I, I think getting to the point where you just genuinely enjoy it, you know, uh, not stressing out about it, taking it calm. Um, I think especially if you, you know, less so think of them as one meeting, one job, just, you know, you're someone that has a bunch of meetings and then a couple jobs come in, you know, just kind of separating that process where, you know, it's not like every meeting is a job. Uh, it can be really helpful mm-hmm. where, you know, you just go out, you have a wee chat and, you know, they, they might hire you, they might not, they might pass your contact on. You never know, it's just chilling as long as you have fun. At the end of the day, you're 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 chatting to them about their business. You're they're chatting to you about your business, um, and it's you know it's always fun to chat about your own business a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you might find that there's people who you could have as friends along the way. I know that can be difficult in most circumstances, but there might actually be somebody who's a newer intern that you're dealing with, and oh, actually we get on really well. Or there's somebody at a top level, and you know you've got about the same work experience, but actually you know you get on a lot about your kids or or whatever. Um, I think finding human connection now of all times is so important. And I feel like I'm saying that a lot just now. But but yeah, it it takes you those extra steps that you need. So so work work on that and look for that. Yeah, and um you know, overall if you had to pick out like an area where you're like, you know what, I I'm doing well at this whole getting clients and uh networking and talking to the client business. But if you could set out like any points where you're like, this is how I want to improve. What what would be your your kind of roadmap for 2021, Louise? Oh me. Yeah. Okay. Um. I I think I still need to improve with my digital calling mm. expertise. I'm so I'm such an in person person, and I worked really hard at being good for in person. So now I've got to work really hard at being good over the phone. So I think that would be the main goal was do was be a bit more casual, <laughs> sat in my room, <laughs> calling people, um, because I think I'm getting better at it. It's it's no longer daunting. It's actually quite, it can be quite fun, as you said. It can be quite fun. Um, so that's that's my aim. How about yourself? Because I think mm. you started. I know you say that you you worked really hard on becoming a people person. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm not not quite on your level yet, but I think generally this is probably a more vague one, which is ironic for someone doing a podcast. But just speak working on my speaking would be a, a clear one. Mm. Uh, you know, there could be bits where I am confident, but I 
no, I don't sound as confident as I sound. Yeah, I think that and as well as that, just being able to take a better advantage of this kind of interesting time where, you know, everybody's, it's a lot easier to spit in those 30 minute chats, um, you know. Yeah, no transport no times. No transport, <laughs> no nothing. Like there's been a couple of times, um, especially maybe, I guess, this time last year when uh, I was trying to do a lot more network and stuff and I was like, okay, let's go through to Glasgow uh, which is like two hours away from me to like five meetings and then hopefully none of them run over and none of them are like one minute in a waste of time. Let's give that a go. Mm. Which now just a lot easier. You can have conversations with people. It's a lot less investment for everyone. So, you know, they haven't went out of their way. You haven't went out of your way. So there's less requirement to or kind of inclination to get something from it. It's, you know, a lot more lighthearted. Yeah, and I think that's just a general approach for life anyway. You've got to not be stressing about it the whole time. I know I'm so great. I'm so great at stressing about everything all the time. So being a bit more chill, I think, is really important because that comes across. You know, that comes across when we're chill. Like when we do these more casual episodes, um, (laughs) I think I come across as a bit more chill. Um, But also it depends on how much coffee Anton's had before the interview, whether he's chill or not. Yeah, it's... um it's a, a increasing process. I feel like particularly zen on this episode. Um, le- less accusatorial mm. questions, which is nice. <laughs> which, uh, you know, it's it's been fun doing the interviews. And we've got uh, a new... What episode is this? We are episode 12. So we have a new episode coming out tomorrow. We have somebody who has a particular skill set that I think is um, particularly handy to being friendly and good with clients. Uh, so do... I know you... <laughs> I know you've said tomorrow, but we record these at such random times. Next <laughs> it's not week, going to be your I tomorrow. <laughs> um, but um, as I'm fumbling this outro, if people wanted to learn more about Nakamedia LP, BizPod, and all the stuff that we do, where would be the best place to look? Yeah, well, you can find us on social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn as Nakamedia LLP. You can also find the podcast that you're listening to right now on a whole load of different podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, I mean anywhere. You can you can find us pretty much anywhere. Indeed, and if you want to get in contact, send us a little wee, uh, you know, high five emoji. Uh, you can, of course, send us <laughs> a, an email at contact at nacmedia.co.uk. And of course, we are on all, I say all every episode, some of the social media apps, which you've already yeah, mentioned. I, I've just done that bit. It's because we did it backwards. We usually do it the other way around. And see, already it's thrown Anton, because Anton is a man of. Order. <laughs> um, but um, I've seen your spreadsheets. Yeah. So, uh, so we fell in that final <laughs> quadrant. Ravens exist. Goodbye. They they've they've been a bit they've been a bit poorly the ravens because the weather's changed. I don't know. You might be listening not in Britain. Um, a uh, 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 thing of the UK and and of Scotland is we don't really have very strong seasons, but when we when they do change especially winter it just gets a bit wet and a bit grim and yeah the ravens not a lot of sunlight for them they're very unhappy right now yeah a few get above the clouds but the rest of them are down here with the rest of us 
Then, then, then. We'll maybe zoom them sometime. We'll see how it goes. Oh, we should zoom the ravens. Mm. Oh, they'd love that. A season Have finale. A catch <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But from all of us at the, the Naka Media team, um, we, we, we hope you are staying safe and wish you a, a goodbye. Au revoir.